good morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop coming at you this morning. I pray everyone is well. Hey, let's start the morning off the right way. Victory belongs to you. And I want you to remember that as you go throughout your day, no matter what you go through, no matter what you have to deal with, no matter what comes your way, you already have the victory. The enemy may try to challenge you and make you think that you do not, but we've already declared it. We decreed it. We believe it. And we shall have it. Say with me this morning, sit up and be bold, be strong. Victory belongs to me. Amen. And victory does belong to you. I would like to say good morning to all the intercessors that are on the line this morning. Good morning to New Destiny Church and also the universal body that's on the line this morning. Good morning to every pastor, every man of God that is on the line. Thank you for getting up early to have the breakfast of champions. We have a privilege, and um, we're privileged, and we uh, have an honor to be able to declare the word of the Lord. And what we declare manifests itself in the airframe. When you start spending time in the presence of God, understanding uh, the manifold wisdom of God and how God has done what he's done, in the earth realm, especially how he's created mankind and the authority that God has released unto us is absolutely amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. And so I'm going to challenge you. Get into the Word and spend time in the Word more than you spend time watching media. Uh, and all this stuff. I understand the conventions are going and all that kind of stuff. I'm not telling you not to watch it because you need to know what folks are saying. But if you do, make sure you don't give you give it more time or equal time to the word because it is vitally important. Well, this morning we have with us that we'll be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests, Sister Brandy Good. Sister, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Bishop. I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. You're coming in good this morning. You're coming in real good. You sound good and strong. So we thank God for you. Thank God for your family, your husband, your children, your household, your sisters. And we love you so much. I would say I miss you, but I see you. I don't see the other. <laughs> Welcome back. to see you. Praise God. Oh, you know, I always miss you. Amen. All right, and we have with us our special guest for today. It is Wednesday, but y'all, I'm going to trip you up today, trip you up. No, I'm not going to trip you up, but we have our special guest with us today, and that's none other than Pastor Victor Inga from Latino Church. He's with us today. He will be doing our devotion. Pastor, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing so great, Bishop. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, as well. All right. Good morning to you. Good morning. And so let us go before the word, the Lord with a word of prayer, and we're going to get to it. How about that? 
Father, we honor you this morning. We bless you. We magnify you. We thank you because this is the day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. You said, let us therefore come boldly to your throne of grace, that we may receive grace and mercy in our time of need. Father, I don't take that lightly, the grace of God and the mercy of God. It is because of your mercy and your grace we receive your goodness. And so we said, Lord God, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives because we are the righteous. Father, we command the morning with the word of God. Use pastor as an instrument of righteousness, an oracle of God. I declare his tongue that of a pen of a ready writer, ready to write upon the tablets of the people's hearts. Father, give all of us, Lord God, the entire audience this morning, an ear to hear, but also a heart to receive what thus saith the Spirit of the living God. Have your way this morning. Holy Spirit, take control. Lead us and guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor. Amen. Uh, good morning, everyone. I am so excited to be on the line today with this uh, powerful word that we're today studying. We're, we're studying out of the book of First John, chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Uh, I have the, the New Living Translation in front of me. I'll, let me read that. Uh, for every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, Father God, I thank you for the wisdom, as Bishop has already prayed, that you grant us the spirit of revelation. Lord, I thank you that we are empowered by your word on this morning. Thank you, Lord, for using me to speak your word, and Lord, I thank you, it's, it's, it's you who we are hearing, not man, but your word, and we receive it as such, in Jesus' name. Um, what stands out to me uh, as I read the scripture is that it is, it says that for every child of God, and when we focus just on those words, every child of God, we have to understand that our identity has shifted. We are now a child of God. We're not just a child of our, our natural parents, but we are birthed into this world by God as a child of God. Something has changed that's so radical that it's because of that we can defeat uh, anything that is not of God. In this case, it says defeats this evil world. Other versions say, uh, for instance, the message version says every ch God begotten person conquers the world's ways. Uh, and uh, the uh, uh, NIV says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. So the point here is that overcoming, conquering, defeating, these are all terms that are military terms. And basically, it, it shows us that a battleground has been set forth. And it's, uh, it's the kingdom of God versus not just the, the kingdom of darkness, but even anything that's opposed to the knowledge of God. Uh, that's why uh, in First John, uh, the Apostle John also says, do not love the world or the things of the world, because anyone that loves the world 
does not love God. He's not talking about just uh, a love of the material things of this world. I mean, God has no problem in blessing his children. He has a problem with uh, the people putting the world and the things that they love of the world before him. So it's, it's, it's a, an entire perspective of how you view this world. Is it, if it's influenced and directed by the kingdom of God, then, then you're in alignment with God's ways and purposes. But if it's not, then you're not. And, and this is something that we have to understand. It's, it's, it's almost like putting on a different frame of glasses to see the world in the light of the word of God and how God sees it and to align yourself with that. And that's so important, especially now, uh, as we're in an, in an election year and we're, we're needing to make decisions that can influence uh, the, the course of history. And we have to really put on biblical eyes uh, to see not political parties, but just what is, what is voting for the kingdom of God and his word. I'm just using that as an example. But across the board and everything else that we do, our values, not just politically, but our values in business, in education, in, in the arts. I mean, the seven mountains of influence really is, is uh, when we, we look at every single power source of influence on the world, we, the kingdom of God needs believers in each and area of those, uh, each area to influence the world, to bring the will of God to bear on, uh, on the uh, earth as it is in heaven. So every child of God has something within them that allows you to defeat the world system and its influence. And uh, that, because of the scripture, it says that, that we achieve this victory through our faith. So now we understand that something has changed. Number one, your identity has changed. So you now qualify to defeat and overcome in this world because there's been a shift in your identity. You're now a child of God. You're now a new creature in Christ Jesus. So I think the first place we need to look at is ourselves. Who are we in Christ? We're now a child of God. And if we're a child of God, we have the spirit of the living God within us. And according to the scriptures, you know, we can understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So something has changed. Number one, our identity. We're new creatures in Christ. And not only that, but our position has changed. We're not just fighting this war against the world and the world system from our, our natural position, but we're seated in heavenly places, according to Ephesians uh, chapter 2, uh, in the first few verses, where it says we're now at the right hand of Christ, far above all rule and authority and power. We're seated with him. So our identity is now shifted to new creatures in Christ, and he has shifted us with him in his position of authority. So we're not fighting an earthly battle uh, on the ground. We're, we're fighting a spiritual battle from the position of victory far above all principality, rule, dominion, and every name that could be named on the earth, beneath the earth, and in the heavenlies. So we have already been granted a position of victory. If you study uh, military uh, battles and military history, and uh, West Point has got some of the best uh, uh, case studies of military victories, one of the strategic places uh, that to achieve victory has always been taking the high ground, to being in a position above your enemy. It's so much easier to fight your enemy from a position above than trying to attack from a position below. And so we have to understand that we have been granted 
the strategic position. We, we have the high ground far above all rule, dominion, and power. And so we, we, we thank God he's positioned us for success because he's positioned us next to him in the heavenlies, in, in a spiritual place of authority. Not only that, but we have to understand that uh, according to the scripture, who can win this battle against the world? Those, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And it's through our faith. So we have to understand there's two things here. One is not just our faith. I mean, so much, sometimes we, we think about our, too much about ourselves and our faith. We think that I have great faith, that I have overcoming faith. But let's refocus. What is that faith all about? I mean, we have to have faith in God. Your faith might be great, but it's nothing if it's not rooted in Christ, in God himself, humbly having the fear of God in your life and seeking the scriptures and obeying them and just putting it on the Lord and having trust in the Lord as, as you are, have trust in the very chair or sofa or wherever you're sitting right now, knowing that he will uphold you. It's, it's, it's faith in him, not faith in your faith. I put a big emphasis on that because we're faith people. You know, we really are always looking for every way to strengthen our faith, but our faith is only as good as the person who's behind our faith, who's listening to our prayers, who's seeing our faith and responding to it so that none of our words and our prayers fall to the ground. That is so important. And uh, so we have, just to sum this up, because there's so much here, it's so rich, our, our, our position has changed along with our identity, and now the Lord has empowered us with the power of the Holy Spirit. So what we're, what we're doing when we fight, we're fighting a, a spiritual battle with spiritual weapons, prayer, faith. The Word of God itself is the sword of the Spirit. I mean, we, and we think about the, the myriads of angels God has sent who are ministers to those who are to inherit salvation. That's us. We have suddenly a scenario where we're in a battlefield with myriads of angels, powerful angels, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God in our mouth, uh, prayer. I mean, you know, you think about it, and since we're talking about battles, these are military terms. Uh, when, it, when a government uh, like the United States is in battle, they don't just send out the army. They don't just send out the Navy. They got the Air Force out there. They've got every conceivable force. Uh, they have intelligence. The, uh, the, everything's coordinated, and the, it's a coordinated attack. When we are working with God and we're praying, we're sending out uh, requests to the Air Force of the Kingdom of Heaven and, and basically asking God to use all his powers on our behalf to do his bidding. We're not in this alone. It's Christ in us. He said, he, I would never leave you nor forsake you. And behold, I am with you always. He is with us at all times. So we're not alone in this battle. The reason we can win this battle against the world is because we have the all-powerful, almighty God within us and for us. And we could truly do all things according to Philippians uh, 4.13. Uh, let me read that because it's, it, it bears so much on this topic. Uh, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. 
That's the amplified version I was just reading. So we have to understand that we are sufficient, not in our, in our own ability, but in his sufficiency. He infuses strength to us, and he, he gives us everything we need to succeed. That's the fourth part of what, what, me, what, what it means to be a child of God. I'll repeat what, number one, two, and three, but number one is we have the identity change. Uh, number two, we have a positional change. Number three, we're empowered with power by the Holy Spirit. In other words, we're armed and dangerous in the kingdom of God. And, um, and we can do all things through him because of that. Of that. Uh, point four is that we're blessed. We're blessed by the kingdom of God, by God himself in this battle. And blessed literally means empowered to succeed. Uh, so we already have uh, the, the advantage, in other words, with special abilities, gifts, resources, grace, wisdom, and purpose, and favor, all this to fulfill our God-given destiny. So this is so amazing that God has put, put us in a position to succeed. We're not that fear. We're to take ground. We're to be bold. We're to be courageous. We're to have the zeal of God knowing who we represent and, and the power of the kingdom of God behind us. I'm very excited to just to just say, Lord, my goodness, use me. Place me in this battle. I already know I'm going to win because it's you through me that's winning. And then uh, point five is that we have an inheritance in the ages to come. We have a great reward that uh, is lying before us. I mean, as we do what the Lord's asking us to do, he is going to reward all of us for our, our obedience in representing him. And uh, after all, uh, Jesus came to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. He says, I've come to restore that which was lost. I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Those three mandates of, that Jesus came to fulfill are now the mandate of the church, to destroy the works of the devil, right? To give life more abundantly and to restore that which has been lost. So when we battle the world system, we're battling along the same lines of what Jesus came to do, and we're just continuing the battle. We're just taking that same banner, that flag, and we're pressing on, for we are the body of Christ. We are his arms, his hands, his eyes, his voice. And then faith, that's the sixth element here. We, we start with a measure that God gives us according to the scriptures in, in Romans chapter 10. Every person is given a measure of faith. But as we study the word in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that he not only gives us this faith, uh, but also he gives us the grace, the grace and gifts as well. So there's faith, there's gifts, there's grace. All of this is working together in our lives. So as we feed our faith through the word of God, uh, through the scriptures, through meditation, through prayer, worship, and intimacy with our Heavenly Father, we are going to be stretched and we're going to prove that our faith is working, giving us even more confidence, knowing that truly, if Christ and if God be with you, who could be against you? To sum this up, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So Christ's victory is our victory, and he's made us more than conquerors through him. So we are more than conquerors. So let's remember who we are. We are more than conquerors, and we can battle this battle by faith because it is God within us that's already equipped us to win. So I encourage you in whatever challenge you have, just, just put the word of God on it and just thank him already beforehand. 
because you've already got the victory in Christ Jesus through your faith and through all that the Lord has given you to succeed. Thank you, Bishop. You're so welcome, and thank you. Man, I pray you all have really heard all that this morning because it is key. It is key. And, you know, I love it because Pastor jumped right in on uh, what we said this morning, that you already have the victory. And victory, let me tell you something, as a believer, it is not possible apart from faith. But the victory to overcome the world, it's through our faith. So it's vitally important we remember that as we deal with the various trials and storms of life. At this time, we're going to have Sister Brandy come with our prayer request. Sister Brandy. Good morning. We have a prayer request from Marilyn McAllister, and her prayer request says, um, her Aunt Teresa Tate lives in Beaumont, Texas, and two hurricanes are headed to her home. Please pray for a hedge of protection for her home. Uh, she just repaired it last year from a hurricane. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you that when we cry out to you, you will hear us. You are our healer, our deliverer, our shield, and our buckler, and you are a very present help in the time of trouble. Father, we thank you for your word that says when two or three, that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching, anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Father, we come standing in agreement with Marilyn for the protection of her Aunt Teresa's property. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We draw a blood circle around her home in the name of Jesus. We also stand in the gap for those in her community. We pray a hedge of protection over them. We pray a hedge of protection over Beaumont, Texas in the name of Jesus. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus. We decree and we declare that no hurt, harm, or danger shall come nigh unto to their dwelling places in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the blood. We thank you that nothing can penetrate the blood. Father, we speak your word, Lord God. You said that we should speak to the mountain and tell it to be thou removed, and it has to move. We speak peace to the storm in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that it has to pass over in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that it shall decrease in strength in the name of Jesus. We declare that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blood. We thank you, Lord God, that the the storm shall pass over. Father, we pray peace be still in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the community that it shall not do what they're saying that it shall do in the name of Jesus, that it shall decrease in its strength in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare Psalms 91 over that area, that a thousand shall fall at their side and ten thousand at their right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we just stand in the gap for those in that area, and we pray for the believers, Lord God, that they will stand up in their authority that you have given them, Lord God, that they may speak to the storm and tell it to cease and desist in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance, Lord God, for all that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. 
And we declared this morning that every prayer request will become a praise report. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And, Father, we also pray for those, Lord God, who are dealing with the firestorms. We pray for every victim. Father, in your way, provide for them. You are Jehovah Jireh, that God provides on the behalf of his people. And so, Father, we thank you. And not only do we pray for them, we pray for every first responder, every first responder to the wildfires, first responders to hurricanes, Father, that you would keep them safe from all harm or danger as they go out to rescue those who are in dire strait, those who are in need. We ask your hedge of protection to be around them in Jesus' name, that they will not lose their lives. Father, we intercede on the behalf of the people as Moses and Abraham intercede on the behalf of the people. Father, stretch forth your sovereign hand. Push back the death spirit that it has no power, it has no dominion, and it has no authority. We declare it so this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've had a great time this morning. The time goes so fast. Uh, if you've uh, been saved for any length of time, and when I mean any length of time, 28 years, 25 years, sometimes a little bit, a little bit, um, you, you know, you don't have to be saved that long to be able to, to have heard what I'm about to say. Uh, many of you heard of the preacher named Kenneth Copeland, and before you go crazy about all the stuff you see on Internet behind Kenneth um, don't don't just be persuaded by ignorance. Uh, Kenneth is a man of God, and I've only known him to be a man of God. And um, the point I'm making is, is Kenneth has a magazine that called the Believer's Voice of Victory. That's the point I'm making. Not really talking about him as much as I'm talking about the, the title of the magazine. The Believer's Voice of Victory. Let me tell you something. You will never have victory apart from your voice. Hear that revelation. Because, see, faith that originates in the heart has to be spoken out of the mouth to be activated. I'm going to leave you with that. We're going to go back to Pastor to see if Pastor has any closing remarks. Pastor, do you have any closing remarks this morning? Well, you just left us with uh, a, a bombshell of a revelation that is so powerful uh, to, to end on that note. But, yes, it, it has to be spoken, and, and I just echo that. Uh, but it, the only way we can speak it with confidence is knowing it. There's a difference between having intellectual head knowledge of Scripture and hoping that God fulfills it, and another one is that you've been in a battle. David said that he's, that he's, the word of God is proven. I love that quote in Psalms, it is proven. He didn't go and fight Goliath with weapons that were unproven. He, he only used what was proven. He said the word of God is proven, meaning that there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to be under trial and tested. And the only thing that you could really rely on is the word of God. And you need to test it. You need to know it works. You need to know, not just to have an intellectual knowledge. When you know the word works because you've been stretched, then you know you can rely on anything God has said because it is his word 
that's on the line, and it is proven. Prove it for yourself and speak it out and see that it does work. And I'm so excited that we're just taking this time to grow in faith and see that it is so powerful and it will change all things. Thank you, Bishop, for that opportunity to comment. Wow, that is key. Did you hear what Pastor just said? That's Proverbs 30, verse 5, that he quoted. Proverbs 30, verse 5. I'll read it to you. Every word of God has been proven true. He is a safe covering to those who trust in him. Do not add to his word, or he will speak strong words to you and prove you to be a liar. Two things, verse 7, I have asked of you. Do not keep me from having them before I die. That's powerful. See, the word, you got to let that word be proven in your life. As Pastor just said, there's head knowledge, and then there's knowledge by experience or association. Which one are you operating in? Because we got to get to the point, we're beyond what people say. And you got to start operating in what you know. And that's why I've been talking about faith. We've been talking about faith. And not tonight when we come on tonight, but Sunday, we're going to be start talking about faith based on knowledge. I've been diving into that knowledge. We've been segueing, you know, reframing your world with the word of God in faith. But we've segued over into knowledge. And we're going to start talking about faith based on knowledge. Your faith has to be based on a precise, accurate knowledge of the word of God. So that's key. But this is how we have victory. The believer's voice of victory. That which you believe in your heart have to be spoken out of the mouth to be activated. But you got to have a knowledge of what the Word of God can accomplish. The Word of God has accomplished great things this morning. Great things this morning. I believe with all my heart that we have been equipped this morning to have victory, that no matter what come up against us, we will be able to overcome it, and it cannot overcome us. Well, it's time to bring it to a close. We thank Pastor for being our guest this morning, and Sister Brandy Good, we've you've done a great job. But according to Psalms 118, verse 24, as we always say, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, listen, it's a brand new you. Yesterday is over. And therefore, it's a day of brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Can you make this confession of faith with me? Say it loud. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world 
overcomer. We declare this morning, you are more than a conqueror. You are a world overcomer. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Well, this is Sister Brandy Good, Pastor Inga, Pastor Adrian, and Bishop Smith. We are signing off this morning. And now we want to say have a great day in the Lord. Remember, we already have victory no matter what we face. Kathy, let us open the lines.